0: What's up guys, this is the ATM at the minute podcast brought to you by Fan Fuel Sports where you receive at the minute sports news and all kinds of hot takes. Today I want to make an announcement about our new mailbag. If you have any questions you want to send us, we're going to try and start a mailbag segment. Once we get enough questions, we're going to do a segment on the questions you guys bring us, so send those over to us at mailbag.atmpod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please subscribe, give us five stars, leave us a review. Let's get it. up today is july 14th a sunday and i am here in beautiful lawrence kansas and my co-host jackson is just back from las vegas how was it brother uh it was fun that's uh it's about the best i
1: can say the financial outcome was not as not as good as we hoped but it was a lot of fun um Beat's not going, I'll tell you that. Got to check out some summer league. Uh, got one of my co-workers who's one of my good friends to go out there with me, and that was a lot of fun. He's a big blackjack guy. He had uh, an up and down night, as did I. Um, yeah. yeah, you, uh, should we just get right into it? I mean, I don't know, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners listen to people like, you know, Bill Simmons or Ryan Ursillo but uh, a week or two ago, Ryan was out there in the summer league and, he was talking about how uh, one Monday morning he was walking around the Vegas Strip at 8 a.m. looking for an Ethernet cable and uh, had, a, had a rough day. And I feel like the, the day I had today was somewhat similar to that. Um, you, should I just should I just get right into it? Uh, you want to start there? Or? Yeah, should I, how, how do I get there? I mean, I lost a lot of money. That's we're, we're getting there at some point. So let's just start from the beginning, or what do you think? Let's
0: just give me the rundown. You got out there about when on Saturday? All right. So we took off about 7 a.m.
1: Left from San Diego, close to a five-hour drive. Got out there around noon. Um, Couldn't check into our hotel till three, and so we didn't want to have to drive out to like the Thomas and Mack Center because the games were at UNLV. So we didn't want to have to drive out there, drive back, check into our hotel, and mess with all that. So we decided just go ahead and stick around and do a little bit of gambling. And uh, lock in some parlays, make a few bets on the basketball games.
0: Um, um, what I took Sports the Celtics? You got
1: to. uh, we were at MGM Grand, so I took the Celtics. Um, hammered the Timberwolves. I like the Timberwolves over the Mavs a lot. Um, didn't think the Mavs had hardly, hardly any talent. I mean, Jalen Brunson wasn't playing, and that's not even a high caliber draft pick of theirs. They traded all their good picks for Luca, and obviously, Luca's not playing, so okogi and Keita Bates diop were playing for minnesota so i told my mm-hmm. buddy we need to we need to hammer the timberwolves and then yeah, trying to think that hit um took parlayed a couple of overs i had new orleans and miami parlayed that over with uh the celtics and the grizzlies over so that hit but my five original parlays i made that was the only one i hit in the beginning so uh, that, that was rough so we had to go back after that. Um, well, Okay, so first we get out of the Summer League. and
0: uh, Yeah, what game did you go to first? So first game we got out there
1: for Pelicans Heat, and that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, Alexander Walker played great. Um, he
0: dropped. Uh, he, I saw he had 34, 5-5, five, five, and four steals.
1: Yeah, he had a massive game. Um, we got out there, and I think at halftime of that, or maybe I don't know how long into the game it was. I don't remember exactly. But we watched, we watched for a good 45 minutes or so, and then that was in the big gym. And that one holds 20,000, so it wasn't anywhere close to full, really. Mm-hmm. And then the smaller gym, they had the Knicks and the Wizards. And the Wizards are one of the teams I took because everywhere I read, um, Hachimura was still going to play. And sure enough, Hachimura did not play. Mm. And, you know, I thought even if he doesn't play, they've still got Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, um, a couple of those guys. The Laker that have,
0: outcasts. Yeah, yeah,
1: the Laker outcasts. But they've got some solid guys who – and go win a summer league game against the Knicks, who have been pretty pitiful. Yeah, And so I didn't really think about it, but the other gym that they had only held about 2,000 people. And so when we were going in there, it was right after halftime of the Knicks and uh, Wizards game, and everyone was trying to go in there. And, I mean, like hundreds and hundreds of people were trying to pack into this tiny little 2,000-person gym. It was like a high school gym.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. You said you just left that. You mean the Heat Pelicans?
1: Yeah, my bad. We left the Heat Pelicans to go to the Knicks-Wizards. Okay. and Because the Knicks-Wizards, it was like the consolation game. They weren't they weren't still in like the summer league um, bracket because mm-hmm. they had a losing record. And so everyone was in there trying to watch R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, because go figure. Iggy. You know, most of the teams didn't play. Yeah, Iggy too. The real Iggy. Um, Iggy Brasdakis. Yeah, the, the white Iggy. Um, he, he looked great. But, you know, most people wanted to go watch RJ and those big names. And, of course, the Knicks are still playing all their big names when most teams aren't, go figure. But Uh we ended up getting in there, um, got to see the second half. We were, like, 10, 15 rows up just because it was such a small gym. So it was cool to be in there. We got to watch that. And then um, Kobe White and the Bulls were coming up next. And they are playing the Magic. The Magic had, like, Emile Jefferson and a couple other guys. But not really anyone I was super interested in watching. And – Saw the first half of that game, and Kobe White really didn't look too good. Um, Chandler Hutchison didn't impress much. Uh, really weren't, weren't too dazzled with that game, but a bunch of people left after the next game, so they were just there for R.J. Barrett. Yeah. So we got to jump up to, like, the third row. So, I mean, I was, like, right there. I could have I yelled at Kobe White and he would have turned around and looked at me first day. Bro,
0: wow. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, did, I didn't know what you were doing at first. I was like, uh. Whoa. what? But, yeah, man. Um, I thought I was hoping to see him have a little better game. He didn't, he didn't do too much. Um, he wasn't very aggressive. I think he had like seven points, eight rebounds, eight assists, something um, like that. Uh, we left that game at halftime just cause it wasn't too crazy. Um, and the heat and Pelicans were going into overtime. So we got in there in time to watch the end of that. Um, pretty cool. And then hung out for a while after that. And I believe the Nets game was starting. Um, Trying to think who they were playing, but the Nets are one of the teams we had too. Um, just because Jared Allen, yeah, uh, Musa, the Bosnian guy. I don't know why a lot of them were playing, but they were. Theo Pinson. correct? So I told Pinson, him. Janan, who were they playing against? Uh, um, trying to think. I don't know. Let me check real I saw quick. Jared Allen had 28 and 10 and said, boy. Dude, he had, he had more than that. He had, I think, 30 something. Um, he went off. And let's see here. The Pistons, that's who. The Pistons don't even really have anyone. Svee, um, with the dirtiest cross. <laughs> they had Spee and one or two others, but... So we took the Nets, and uh, one of our bets, we went back, and after the... I think after halftime of the Nets game, we went back to the casino, and one of the bets I had made, I had the Nets, the Timberwolves, who played later that night, and then I had Federer. And uh, we'll get to Federer later, because uh, that's, that's where it starts to get interesting. But... Uh, had good old Roger. We got him at plus 170. So we figured might as well throw him in there. That, you know, that's a toss up to Say me. That like who's going to win that match? What, what all do you had, have in it? So we had the Timberwolves, Moneyline, plus 120. Federer, plus 170. And then we had uh, the Nets covering at minus two. And so hit the Nets. Um, we're back. We ended up we got there before the Timberwolves game. We got back to the sports book mm-hmm. and I kept telling my buddy, I was like, man, the Timberwolves are going to blow the Mavericks out. I like the over also. And he asked me about the Houston game and I was like, uh, I don't know. I kind of want to stay away from Houston. I don't feel great. And he was like, well, if you got to pick, pick, he's like, I need to make up, need to make up the losses we've had. Cause we did, we did a little bit of gambling just between games and, you know, killing time and neither, of, neither of us had won any money. I'll put
0: it that way. Um, that's how you win money, everyone. You double down when you Exactly. Lose. Remember exactly. that. Exactly.
1: You just go make a big ol 3 or 4 team parlay and throw 20
0: or 30 bucks
1: on it and or more if, if you're really losing, but thankfully we only needed 20 or 30 bucks on it to get back to where we were at and be in a good position. And so uh, we decided to do. He went with a 4 team parlay. He had Houston, the over, Minnesota and the over. And I just went with Minnesota, the over and Houston. And we watched that game at a bar and a dinner out there and that was pretty great to see Minnesota close that out and get the over. And then we were finally in decent shape, you know, went and cashed that out, made a couple more bets. Um, and then we decided after that, we're like, let's go back to the hotel room, drink, hang out a little bit, um, get ready for the night, get ready to kind of go out decide what we were going to do. And we didn't really know what we wanted to do. Um, I think at that point I'd lost, I'd lost 100, maybe 200 gambling, but I'd won quite a bit on sports that day. Um, I think I made, I think I made a little over a hundred on basketball that day. And my buddy, I think was up, he was about back to even, um, he bet a little bit more than I did on the games and his 14 parlay hit and that helped him a lot. So he was about back to even and we decided I was going to go play Texas Hold'em. I had about, uh, I think I had around 200. That's all I was going to spend that night or let myself gamble at least. And, uh, had that much and decided to go ahead and sit down at a, sit down at a roulette table and we're sitting there, and I think we hit, like, black eight times in a row, and so I was just like, man, all right, well, red's coming, you know, and just kept betting a little more on red, and then black would come a little more on red, and eventually, the $100 bill that I had staring in my pocket, the last one I was going to touch for the night, was looking at me and said, red, 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 so I pulled it out of my pocket, and uh, threw quite a bit on red, and we missed it, and then we we were working to get back to even at that point, and got back to even, and up and down at this roulette table for like an hour and a half, and we end up we end up going broke at the roulette table. And so it's about midnight, mm. twelve thirty, and uh, my buddy played. I think he was playing twenty five dollar blackjack, and went south on him. Also, all the all the money we made on the Timberwolves and Rockets was quickly gone. And so uh, I had about at a parlay. The last leg of it was Federer. Um, I think I bet twenty or twenty five on it. So it was
0: wait, wait before you get before you go into the Wimbledon were there any standouts from oh yeah my bad i completely just skipped
1: over i was so focused on how much money i lost um so (laughs) a couple of the guys i really it was your favorite out there um alexander walker looked really really good Um, alexander walker looked i mean it's ironic because it's his cousin so it's probably i just think this he looked a ton like shane just alexander just the way he played um he looked a lot more like a facilitator than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was more of a true uh, two, but he kind of looked like a combo guard and maybe even more of a one, um, which would be pretty interesting to see because they kind of already have Drew and Lonzo there. and I don't really know where he'll get minutes and work his way into the mix, but he's he's got the talent. Um, rough game today, but looked really good yesterday. Je- I go think for that it. gives him a lot of versatility. Um, yeah, yeah no, good. I agree. Um, he's, what, five six, pretty good wingspan, or six five. Six, five. Wow, that's...
0: Close enough. That's a...
1: Uh, it's about the kind of day it's been. My friend just got out of the i I'm sure you've ride, so.
0: ingested a few things the past few days. No, just lots of water uh-huh. and food. Um, stayed, okay. stayed
1: nice and healthy out there. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so he's he's solid. I think he'll definitely get minutes. I don't know how many minutes, but he'll he'll be in the mix for sure. Another guy on that team. Um, sorry, I keep talking over you, but another guy on that team I really love, Jackson Hayes. Uh, yeah, seen him on,
0: that's who I was going to ask yeah, you about. Yeah, seen him on TV
1: a bunch. I was a little bit surprised he was still playing. Um, Thought they would have shut him down by now, but he looked awesome. He looked really athletic and he looked like he Mm -hmm. could guard any position. And he looked like he's about 25 pounds of muscle and a year or two of experience away from being a real dominant player in the post. And I think he's going to get a jump shot Uh too. He looks coordinated and athletic enough to pick up a pretty good, you know, 20, 24 foot jumper and be able Uh be able to at least knock down open shots at the top of the key. They're running the pick and roll, and this man gives them some space. So I think that could be huge. Um, a couple other guys. Hey. I didn't get to see Okogee in person. We didn't watch the Timberwolves uh-huh. game there just because it would have been like seven hours out there. And I mean it was it was fun. It's just not enough, not enough stars really to spend the entire day out there when you're in Vegas and don't have a whole whole lot mm-hmm. of time. But uh Okoge looked really good. I was impressed with him, and I got to see uh, the white Iggy play a half and he looked as good as he does on TV uh, I think I think, really? yeah, I think, think he could very well work his way into the next starting line at some point this season, but that's not saying that's not, a ton because yeah. they don't have much especially on the wings, but yeah those guys really jumped out at me um, have you been able to watch much the last few
0: days? Uh, I didn't catch a whole lot yesterday. Uh, I've been impressed with Carson Edwards. I saw he signed a four-year deal. That's pretty he cool. He lit it up. I'm, I'm really – Yeah, we yeah, had the Celtics, so we were, we were really pulling
1: for him. But he got us the over, and that, that got one of my parlays, so that was all right. I, I can't complain too mm-hmm. much. Um,
0: I hope he turns into, like, the next incarnation of Isaiah Thomas for the season. I was thinking, Just, like,
1: Lou Williams-type player. You know, he's, I don't think he's ever going to be a starter in the league. But I would love uh-huh. for him to be a guy that comes off the bench and could easily give you you know, 20, 25 in a couple of quarters if he's hot. You know, Somebody that you just throw out there and get him some shots and see if it's going to be one of those nights where he just can't miss.
0: Yeah, no, I, I didn't understand why he fell in the draft so much. It's like we've seen this over and over again. A guy who can get a shot behind the – Three-point arc at any time is so valuable in the NBA right now. It is, I mean, but on defense, he's just kind of a liability. And I think
1: it, I think a lot of people value him um, with this ceiling around like Nate Robinson level. I think he's a guy that fans are going to love. He's going to be exciting off the bench. He's going to give you 15 to 20 good minutes. But when it comes, you know, it comes to crunch time, do you really want to have him on the court? And you know, say you're playing the Warriors or Rockets. Do you really want to have him out there guarding Westbrook or Harden or Steph or Clay? You know, that's, that's
0: where I think the issues come into play. Well, I, we just saw Fred Van Vliet do it and he was half the offensive player that Edwards was. He's a little bigger though. though He's a little
1: bigger, but yeah, I agree. Um,
0: anything's possible. I'm rooting for him. I think, I think Edwards
1: is really more like five ten or five eleven, And I think Van Vliet's probably six foot six, one, six, two, but, um, -hmm. yeah, I kind of like that comparison. Um, what
0: a, what about Taco? Taco didn't look very good to me.
1: You saw him though, in person. I saw him um I saw him walking around for a split second. Everyone like it was funny everywhere you go it's like even the little kids are like oh Taco's out there it's like, like you know like it's Michael Jordan or something <laughs> it's like literally yeah. it's just cuz he's tall. Um he didn't play much. Um we got there right after that game ended, so I didn't get to see him play in person, but watching him on TV and when I'm seeing this summer league, I just don't I, I don't – he might just be too tall and too uncoordinated to make it work. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's young and there's mm-hmm. a long time, but I, I didn't feel amazing about him. Um, any other summer league guys that really stuck out to you? Any other uh, – Kobe Wyatt, your boy, he was, he was disappointing, like I was saying. He didn't, uh, he didn't dazzle me. I was hoping to see a little yeah. bit more of him in person.
0: Not worried about it. Not worried about it. These guys have bad shooting games, especially transitioning up to the pros. So it's it doesn't surprise me to see that. Uh, no, I don't really I don't really have anyone else. I, I wanted to mention Alexander Walker and Hayes, but uh, you know Clark Clark has also been playing. I was upset well. I didn't get to see Clark.
1: Um, yeah, he's...
0: Brandon Clark out of Gonzaga. Yeah. Just to clarify, still uh, still.
1: One of my rookie of the year sleeper picks. If he's if his odds are over fifty to one, I might have to put at least ten or twenty bucks on him.
0: I just I think that team's gonna have to win a lot of games if he's gonna win uh, rookie of the year, and he's gonna have to have to outperform Jaw. You think that's possible?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think Clark's more ready right now. I think Jaw's more in a position where yes, he's gonna get a ton more touches, obviously, and uh, his ceiling's way higher. But I think Clark's way more NBA-ready right now, and I think if you throw a really good four at him right now and say, all right, hold your own, don't get exposed, I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jock can do the same. Um, I think Clark's a couple years older also, and...
0: He's it's like 23. Yeah,
1: he's he's way older. Um, his body's filled out. His vertical's insane. Uh, he's, he's just a freak athlete. I think he'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a guy who very well could average, like, Fifteen or sixteen points, eleven or twelve rebounds, a couple blocks a game, and have like you know sixty percent shooting from the floor, something like that. If you, he gets a three ball, you know the ceiling goes infinitely higher for him. But yeah, I, I still like Clark a lot. You know who he reminds me of? Who I'm trying to think. Um, give me like five seconds. To think.
0: Uh, All right, one, two, three. Four. Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> Um, I see that with the athleticism. Yeah, that's all I had. I just thought of fours who were athletic. No, I think you might think this is crazy, but Draymond Green, Zion, Brandon Clark, I think those guys are all in the same mold. I think they're all going to bring similar things to the table. They're fours, they can push it.
1: And, yeah,
0: they're they're reliable with the ball in their hands in transition. I see that for sure. Draymond's always jumping, getting little tip-ins, crashing the glass. Clark is going to be a animal sprinting down the court for tippins, long they're incredibly active around screens yeah Yeah, like all three of those guys I think obviously Draymond's had a great career but I think those other two are going to play in very similar roles and if they ever play for a contending team that's what it's going to look like they're they're never going to be the number one maybe even number two scoring option I think Zion you know he probably will be if you yeah, we'll, we'll wait
1: and see on that. I, yeah. I'm a little deterred after the summer league stuff, but I, it's hard to say after
0: such that's it's, yeah. That's, it's
1: it's really nothing, but um, not a real sample size. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. I think Clark's got a ton of potential, and I think he's somebody that is ready to go right now. I think that's. I was really surprised he went 21 because I get he's older and his ceiling might not be as high mm-hmm. as a lot of the younger guys, but some of these teams you know, a team like Boston that they're trying to kind of reload and go, go at it right now. And they need depth and guys who can contribute right now, especially a big, he's, he's uh-huh. sitting there just, I, I, I don't get it. You know, he's a guy who's ready to play 20 minutes right now on a competitive team, not just on a, a bad team yeah. like Memphis. Um,
0: no idea why they took Romeo Langford at 14.
1: Um, I, I get the potential, but yeah, I think they need someone who's ready to contribute right now. So I didn't, entirely understand that either um Mm -hmm. okay so back back to um before i completely forget it all because i'm so scatterbrained right now um back to uh back to (laughs) vegas here so yeah last Uh night we're gambling playing roulette and uh i think it was i was saying earlier like i was waiting on a red and did not get it and kept playing and kept playing and i'd been betting five all night just because five is my lucky number and our boss um (laughs) Our boss told us bet eight for him when we were at the office. So we were betting eight. Um, I was betting five and eight. I put a chip on, you know, on both a lot. And I was betting one to 12. It had been all high stuff. And uh, I was betting one to 12, betting five, and betting red. And mm-hmm. I think I missed all three of those two or three times. And then I was broke. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm not pulling any more money out. Like, I'm mm-hmm. down, you know, about 200 maybe. 225 somewhere in there, could be way worse, not that bad for one night in Vegas, um, I'm calling it quits, and uh, we're about to get up, and sure enough, next little spin goes around, and it's a five, and I think I would have won like 150 or 200 or something like that if I would have had a five, any of the previous four or five spins, so that was that was great just to watch, it's, it's one thing when you lose, but it's another thing when you, you realize if I would have sat there for 30 more seconds, I wouldn't have been a loser, and I'd be really happy right now, but. Hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. I was sitting there thinking I've still got Federer tomorrow morning. Um, hit a little, you know, hit my, hit my three team parlay, went a good, you know, 125, 150 on that. I'm right back in good shape, almost where I started. Um, oh, at some point too, we started betting on horse races. Um, not a good idea to bet on random horse races that you don't even know what's going on in Vegas. Um, I saw, I was just looking. Do you at, even know what country they were oh, in? Oh, I had no clue where these races were going on. Um, no idea at all. <laughs> I think they were in California somewhere, but I a lot of them at least. I don't know. I was looking at all the slips, and I see on one of them uh, Jackson's Dream. That was the horse. And obviously my name's Jackson, so oh, I was like, shit. well... If I don't bet on that horse, I'm an idiot. Like if, if that horse goes and wins, I think it had like four to one odds or five to one odds, something like that. I was like, if this horse goes and wins, I'm kicking myself for the rest of my life. So I went and put like $30 on that horse, um, like outright winning, did a couple exactas and just like, I don't really know what I'm doing with horse bets. So I was kind of just going with it, blindly betting. Um, yeah, didn't win. Turns out I was betting on a race that was like a hundred meters. It lasted like 18 seconds. It was just like a straight shot. And it was just over and I was watching, I was like, okay, you know, we're getting going and they're, they're going through the finish line doing the photo finish and uh, my horse is uh, nowhere to be seen. And I was, I was like, what? Um, they canceled the race. What, what happened here? And it was an 18 second horse race that I just bet on. So I, I lost about 50 bucks there and that was nice. Um, $50 in 18 seconds was a solid feeling. I mean, $50 isn't much, um, didn't go down there with as much money as I would like to. So, I didn't, I didn't really do Vegas like a lot of people probably do. But, yeah, um, losing $15 in less than a minute never feels good. So, that happened at some point. And then I uh, went back to the hotel, probably passed out around 2 or so. And the tennis match started at 6, um, 6 here. So, I got up at 5.45 or so. And my buddy was playing golf at, like, Dragon, Dragonstone or something like that. Some really nice course in Vegas. And so I took him out there yeah. to see at a 7 o'clock tea In time. Westeros or? Dude, I, I have no idea where it was at. Um, I, I literally have no clue. Um, <laughs> I took him there though. I, it, this is all just, 6 a.m. was just a blur, man. I got about three or four hours of sleep and it was rough. And I uh, took him out there. Came back and watched watched the first couple sets in my hotel room, and I was like, "All right, the sports book, at MGM Graham's is about to open. I'm just gonna go down there and sit in the sports book and just watch the rest of this." And got down there, and there was like three or four people watching the game or watching the match originally, and um, everyone was rooting for Some Federer, up. obviously. Uh, it was a lot of people, uh-huh. and so I'm, well, first I'm walking over to you know walking down to the sports book and just walking by all the tables and stuff, and uh, I, I know exactly what Rusillo meant because. The people you see, like, you, you know, you get about every fourth or fifth person is just blackout, just blackout drunk. Just somebody needs to hold their hand and just take them wherever they need to go or just put them in a, put them in a cop car and take them to jail and get them out of there. Because one guy saw two black guys just stumbling around, didn't even know his name, um, probably could have just laid down black. and died. But two black guys, yeah. Just no idea what's going on. Looked right through me, had the thousand-yard stare. Um, <laughs> then you see, you get a couple older people who are drinking their coffees, you know, like the— the 50, 60-year-old women who are, like, getting their Vegas vacation in, you know, waking up at uh-huh. 7 to go gamble. And they then, got their Misty 120s. Yeah, and then you have the people. It's, like, half the people out there who are just, like, head down at the table, holding themselves up with their hands. Obviously, have been there all night. They, they just read. Like, they're just screaming, I lost so much money, and I'm leaving Vegas today. Like, it's Sunday, you know. Like, I'm leaving today, and I have to make it all back. And you see these people just yeah. pushing the chips to the middle. Just no hope. Just no hope at all. Some of them still ordering drinks, and they just look like they look like they walked out of a funeral. And they just they need they need some Kleenex, and they need to take a melatonin and go to sleep for about forty eight hours. And uh, I didn't <laughs> quite fit in with those people. Or some am. Yeah, they needed something, something other than what they were getting at those tables. Um, and so I, I kind of related, you know. I, I didn't quite feel that bad, so I at least made it back to my hotel room and slept a little bit, and didn't um, stay at the table from, you know. Sun up to sundown to sun up. Um, so that, that was nice at least. But yeah, I, I see what Rusillo meant. And some of these people just like walking around looking at me. I was just like, get out of my way, I'm trying to see this tennis match, you know, just like getting through these people. And Federer wasn't playing too great. Um, he's kind of dominating the match, but he, he was just making so many mental errors and just mishitting mm-hmm. balls, um, just beating himself really. He was dominating the game, but just beating himself. And I was irritated. I was walking over there trying to get in the sports book. Um, the plan was. You know, hopefully Federer Feder pulls it out for us. And I think my buddy had about two fifty on it. I had one twenty-five or so on it. And the plan was we hit those, throw a couple more bets down today, maybe, maybe go back to the horse races and try and get lucky. And then uh there you go. maybe play a little blackjack and get out of town in the green. That that was the plan there. And so uh was starting to go south and Federer wasn't looking too hot and so I started. I, I decided I was going to move seats. You know, the, the good old if, if someone's playing good, you got to stay where you're sitting type thing. I decided to move seats, switch the mojo up. Time to time to make some stuff happen. And cross my legs, I'm sitting there with my right leg crossed. And uh, Federer starts playing better, and he was behind behind Joker pretty much the whole game. And uh, he lost the second and third sets. Yeah, and he lost them seven six, and he he controlled both of them too. And right. I got in there. I got in there in the fourth set. So I start crossing my leg in the fourth set and Federer starts playing real great. And it gets to the point where about an hour later, Federer's you know, just neck and neck with them. They're just going back and forth. Um, and eventually they're into the final set and my legs still crossed. And my, 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 like my right foot is just falling asleep and I have to go. Mm-hmm. pee. And I, I mean, this match is just going on forever. It's like at the three and a half, four hour mark at this point, I'm feeling really good about Federer. Um My buddy's out on the golf course and I'm just giving him updates. Like every 10 minutes, just, just pumped. Like just thinking, you know, we're going to pull this off. Like, We're going to get out of Vegas in the green somehow. Like, I can feel it. Today is a great day. And uh, it's just taking so long and taking so long I have to go pee. And I go pee and come back, and things have gone south a little bit. And I was like, oh, no, I have just messed up the mojo. What have I done? You know, sit back down, and it's still really not going well. I put my leg back up, and Federer turns it around. And uh, they were, I think, it was almost a tiebreaker. So they were were in the last set just going back and forth. And uh, Djokovic kept getting ahead, and then Federer – Every time he'd get to serve, he'd catch back up, and every time it would be his service, he would just dominate. And so, eventually, he stole one from Joker when he was serving. And I was like, "Holy cow, Federer's going to close it out." He's serving. He, he was literally. He was like, he was right there. He, I mean, I think three or four points in a row. He, he had the chance. All it took was just that one last point, just finish it off. Like he had. Yeah, it. He, he was right there. He lost
0: a uh, back-to-back match yeah. points, or he had two match points. He had two right? or three match points. Um, I don't
1: know if it was. 40 love or 40
0: 15 but he was he was in control
1: the crowd was going nuts No it was looking like it was going to happen and i'm standing up you know everyone's standing up my legs are uncrossed and i'm not even thinking about it and he blows it and he ends up losing and i, I mean not 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 losing the match but he he blows blows the point you know over and over but and then
0: that, that essentially was
1: the yeah match. exactly he exactly that. when he lost that it was like holy cow he was right there like, he had multiple match points, and he couldn't do it, and it was because he was so gassed. I mean, you, you could just look at him and tell just some of the mishits and unforced, unforced errors. He had to be exhausted, and it was, like, at the five-hour mark at this point, and so I'm starting to get a little mm-hmm. irritated, and I have 11 o'clock checkout, and it's, like, 1045, you know? It's, like, 1050, and I'm, like, oh, I really want to watch the end of this match here. Like, there was probably, it was, like, 100 people in the book at this point at NGM Grand watching, and... It's like 90% people that bet on Federer. And a lot of these people needed him to win a lot more than I did. Um, I think a lot of people, this was their get out of jail, you know, make all the money back that I've lost this weekend type thing. And there were some people rooting hard for him. And so the Joker, the Joker had four or five people in there rooting for him. And they would start cheering real loud too, you know, because we were just all being obnoxious rooting for Fed. And uh, it was kind of getting a little testy going back and forth. And then I got to the point where I was like, you got to be kidding me! I have to go check out. Like I, to, I, like I have to get out of the hotel right now, and like I, I need to go turn my keys in and stuff. Or I, you know, I, I do not want to mess around and uh, miss check out and get hit with some fee or something because I'm I'm not looking too good in the uh, in the financial department right now after the last night. And so I end up walking back to my room, and I'm watching watching the tiebreak in my room. And I uh, think this was actually when you text me. You know, you're like, hey, you know, when you get back in town, trying to record tonight. You know, blah blah blah, like. And I, I was not having it. Um, I think at that point you realized. Yeah, you, you were. I was, I was not in a good mood. And uh, Feder ends up losing, and I got to go pick my buddy up from the golf course. And I was just, I was pissed off. I was hungover, tired, hadn't slept. Just watched a five and a half hour tennis match and lost, lost some <laughs> money. I thought I was going to win. Um, woke up at six a.m. for this, checking out of my hotel, about to get caught in traffic in the hundred or caught in traffic in the. 110 degree heat and drive seven hours home back to san diego i was i was not in a great mood but uh you know what it's all right you win some you lose some it was a lot of fun got to win this a historic tennis tennis match excuse me uh Mm -hmm. words are tough right now probably wouldn't have probably wouldn't have woken up to watch it anyway i know i was texting you and texting pretty much everyone i know that could have been awake like you watching this this is nuts this is the best tennis match i've watched in years i mean it was it was great i was enjoying it um I would have enjoyed it a lot more with a different outcome though. But at the end of the day, I mean that's that's gambling, that's Vegas and that's sports. You you go down there with what you're expecting to lose and that's what I did and that's why I only took what I did, so could be a lot worse.
0: Well, I'm uh I'm glad you had a chance to learn uh while you were in Vegas. Sounds like you really took a lot away from it. Really grew as a person, really got to see uh What life could be like if you continue to make those decisions so i'm proud of um, you i
1: think i think the real lessons we learned here were stay away from cards and roulette really stay away from roulette and uh and 18
0: second horse races
1: stay away from the horse races stay away from roulette and just stick stick to stick to betting on sports stick to what you know i guess that's really what i should have done um only money i made was on sports but hey that's all right we'll we'll just uh We'll just up the ante on the sports bets next time and tone it down on the roulette. So, you know, you live and learn. Going back in a month mm-hmm. with some friends,
0: you live and learn. Speaking of Wimbledon, I want to segue into who's that Pokemon. It's the uh, second time we've done it. Are you ready for this, Jackson? I'm ready. I'm doing it a little different way this time. All
1: right. Give me the, give me the, got- give me
0: the rundown here. How are we doing it? Okay. I got three tennis players. I'm going to read off their career prize money, the number of career titles they've won, and the number of grand slams they won. And your options are Federer, Nadal, and Novak Djokovic. Am I,
1: am I picking, like, who I, who I think is the best? Like, what, what am I going for here? Am I trying to guess no. who's who?
0: I'm gonna read off each of those three things, and I want you to tell me who's oh, who, okay?
1: okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah, my bad. I guess that would make sense for who's that Pokemon. Um, all right, uh-huh. uh, let's hear it.
0: Okay. First option: This player has won 110 million in prize money, 82 career titles, and 18 Grand Slams. It's got
1: to be Federer. Okay.
0: Pl- player two. 132 million in prize money, 75 titles, and 16 Grand Slams. It's got to be
1: Djokovic, okay?
0: And then option three: 125 million in prize money, oh, wow. 102 career titles, and 20 Grand Slams. Oh,
1: okay, that's got to be Federer. Can I hear? Can I hear the
0: the titles and the Grand Slams again? Here, player one: 82 career titles. 18 Grand Slams. Okay, that's Joker. Player, Player two, 75 titles and 16 Grand that's Slams. That's Nadal. Injuries
1: haven't let him play as much. And then, all right, we're going. Djokovic number one, Nadal two, Federer three. Tell me after the break, though. Don't tell me yet. And let me let me give you mine real quick here. Okay.
0: All right. So mine.
1: Me. We're going. We're going totally different here. Um, I've been in Vegas. I've been at the Summer League, so I'm going with going with Summer League here. All right. I'm going to give you a guy's summer league numbers. I'm going to give you field goal percentage, three point percentage, uh, points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game. And you got to tell me who it is. All right. We got 41 percent from the field, 41 percent from three, 24 points a game, five rebounds a game, six assists a game.
0: Wow. Twenty four. Night. Twenty
1: four. Twenty four. Five and six. Okay. Field goal percentage a little low. Three-point percentage pretty darn
0: solid, though. Okay. What was the field goal percentage? 41%. They're jacking up threes. Uh, Did they play yesterday? They did play yesterday. That's all I'm going to give you. No more hints. I'm going to guess. I don't know why this is the only person I can think of. I'm going to go with Carson Edwards.
1: All right. Not a bad guess at all.
0: All right. And we will give you the results right after the break. All right, Jackson. So you had player one as Djokovic. Yes. Player Then Rafa's two, better three. Okay. So player one was actually Rafa Nadal with... 110 million no in prize money, 82 titles, and 18 grand slams. Okay, I guess he's a little older than Djokovic, I think. So that would make sense. I thought you had less than him, though. Mm-hmm. Player two. So two, two is Djokovic, right? 132 million in prize money, 75 titles, and 16 grand slams as of today. And then Federer is number three, 125 okay, million okay. in prize money, 102 titles, and 20 Grand Slams. The Grand slams. I knew Federer had the most Grand Slams. Yeah, yeah that's what tipped me off on that
1: one. Oh. I didn't realize he was up to 20 though. I was thinking it was 18 or 19 for some reason. Okay. But I'm also not in the right, uh, not in the best state of mind right now. Um, okay, so you had Carson Edwards. Um, not a bad guess. Do You want to change your guess?
0: It's not. It's not Keelan Martin, is it? No. Okay. Tell me. I have no idea. Nikhil Alexander Walker. What the hell? That okay. I thought that was. I thought that was too safe of a guess. Damn it! Do you think his numbers were higher or lower? No, I thought it was about that. Was that after today? Yeah, that was after today. Oh. Uh, he had a really bad
1: game today. It hurt his field goal percentage. Um, he went five for twenty three today.
0: Okay, because I
1: saw he was he was at like fifty percent before today.
0: I was actually reading something today that said twenty six point six points a night or something, but that was obviously right after the thirty four point game yesterday. Yeah, he uh, he struggled a little bit today, but he did have eight assists, so not not that bad. Mm-hmm. All right, well, yeah, he is going to. Remind everyone so much of Shea Gilders Alexander. I'm excited to watch him. Remember the name, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. So last episode, we had on our uh, Thunder extraordinaire friend, Jack Hale. Hot take Hale. (laughs) And uh, we were... We were hoping he would get a chance to meet Westbrook. He was uh, under the same roof as him when Westbrook found out he got traded. And we thought we'd have him on because he ended up having a pretty eventful night that night. And we want to we want to have him tell you about it. So it, here we go. It, it, what, it up, was Jack? pretty
2: eventful. What's going on? Thanks for having me back, Peter.
0: Yeah, no problem, man. I really want to hear about this. So I. Uh, Give us the run night of how your night went down. We, uh, You could give us a little recap of what you said last time and just go right into gotcha. it. So,
2: like I said, um, whenever we did the last uh, recording, I was actually in the lobby of McCain's Ballroom for the comedy show um, when we recorded, but the news broke about the trade about five minutes before doors opened. Everybody was kind of freaking out and, you know, even worried that he wasn't even going to come, so... He ends up he ends oh. up he ends up showing up and it was a great show. And we do the podcast and then I, I go I go back to my seats uh, to my girlfriend and she says, Hey, Inner Circle, which is for those of you don't who don't know, it's a bar right across the street from McCain's Ballroom downtown in Tulsa. And she said that's where everyone's heading. And I was like, All right, well, let's go on over there. So we sit down, have a couple drinks, and then I, I see I see the posse roll in. I'm like, here comes the Brody, man. He's really, he, Ray, he's Ray really here. No, Ray, Ray wasn't there. Um, I I've actually met Ray Ray before. He, he's a cool dude. Um,
0: really? Yeah.
2: But, um, so I, I, I to see him. At, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, you know, I've wanted to meet this guy for 11 years. This is my childhood hero. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to shoot my shot and go say what's up to him at least. And, uh um, yeah, we, we get to the point where I, I see him already start to shoot people down for pictures and stuff. So I knew that that wasn't the route I was going to take. Um, he, uh-huh. he made a good point. I, I saw him say to a girl, if I took a picture with you, I'd have to take a picture with the other 250 people that are here. So that's pretty fair. So <laughs> Fast forward and uh, I'm waiting on a drink at the bar. And I look to my left and about five feet away from me, I see this guy sitting on his phone. Uh, lo and behold, that's Russell Westbrook, so I'm like, I go, hey, Russ, um, you know, I'm not looking for a picture or an autograph or anything. I just want to let you know that I really appreciate everything you did for Oklahoma. It's been, you know, a pleasure to watch you uh, grow as a player, especially whenever, you know, I, I grew up as a kid. Looking up to you. Um, I wish you the best in Houston, you know, yada, 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 everything you would, you would say. said, so, you know, I really appreciate uh-huh. that, man. You got a good dap up in. And, uh, fast <laughs> forward, uh, about an hour later, uh, there's an outside little courtyard at this bar and, um, I'm out there doing my little dance. I'm, I'm out there doing my little dance move. You know, the drinks were flowing, had a little liquid confidence going. Uh
0: uh-huh. Um,
2: and all of a sudden someone throws their arm around me and I look up, I'm like, holy shit, this is Russell Westbrook. And no I, no Threw his arm around Yeah. I, and, uh, it was white. We're, they're they bumping YG. You know, he was getting hype for the West Coast. Yeah, what song? Um, what song? I can't even think of it. I I was I, I was just in the moment. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah,
0: I would have been too. So,
2: so then I put my Cameron Payne pants on, and you know we, we we go back and forth, getting after it for just for you know thirty seconds, forty five seconds. So it's a good time, and uh uh we get into wow. we, we actually started talking for a few minutes, and uh, really just about you, you know the word around every. Or around the bar was, you know, don't ask him about the trade or basketball questions. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to talk about it tonight. He was, you know, he was there for his friend uh, promote, promoting his show. So I talked to him. Yeah, and true. We, we really started talking about Tulsa and um, just Oklahoma in general and kind of got back to the mm-hmm. point of, uh, you know, sending him off the right way. And he, he he looks at me and goes, I fuck with you, man. I go, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking, well, you know, I fuck with you too. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he's like he treated me like a human oh, he said he treated me like a human earlier, and I really appreciate that not wanting pictures and stuff, and just you want you know wanting to have a good conversation and I said absolutely yeah. I, I go I gotta ask you one question about it though like I'm just curious to know just'cause I, I I'm always curious to know whenever you know Woge bomb drops, like how far in advance mm-hmm. do you know the teams and players actually know the news before it breaks, and uh I go. I guess so it was like 7 30 whenever I Woge tweeted it and everybody found out. Like how long before did you know? He goes, ah, it was probably like noon, one or two. Like like I knew it was what I, he, the he f- said I, I knew it was going down. And, wow. But other than that, you know, dapped him up. Uh, he had
0: he had PS Go ahead. PSA everybody, Woj is not the man we once thought he was. What happened with Woj? He's like six hours late. Oh yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. He's he's not as slick as he thought. <laughs> he, he he beat everybody else to the punch though, so you still got to give him that. Um, That's true. Either way, um, I start talking to him about his basketball camp he had at uh, Bishop Kelly High School the next day, and it, 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 mm-hmm. it it's about one 130, 145, and you know I know Russ is a big poker guy, so I'm sitting there like I. I you know, I tried I try to persuade him in to go and play poker out at River Spirit. And he, 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 no, <laughs> no way. he wasn't about it at all. He, he, <laughs> he goes, man, I gotta, I gotta wake up early and do this camp, bro. I appreciate it, man. And I was like, all right, well,
0: that's crazy. Either way,
2: though, it was, a, it was a cool night. And uh, you know, it's kind of like, kind, of like I broke up in a relationship with somebody,
0: but yeah i'm sure it was emotional oh, it was
2: emotional man you know i've poured my heart into that team the last 11 years but uh i've yeah. been t- i've been telling people it gave me it gave me the closure that i needed
0: <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah no, you can't think of a can't think of a better way to go out than meeting the man and getting to say i'll yeah, get you a ring last
2: night and yeah oh yeah i told him I, I said i said get your damn ring he goes me and james should have been had one <laughs> <laughs> I said
0: He didn't say nothing about
2: Kevin. No, he didn't he didn't say Kevin. <laughs> a guy at the show oh. actually had, he had a good joke. Um he he was up there. Russ got a kick out of it too. He was up there and um he's he I forget the comedian's name. He said, I'm from Sacramento. Um the first time I met Russ was um uh, whenever I was doing a show in Sacramento. It was back in uh sixteen and he he and Kevin were at the show, and I got to I got to meet this guy. He's a he's a really good dude, and you know apparently they thought I was actually pretty funny, and uh, they, they asked me when my next show was, and uh, I told him I'll be in the Bay Area here pretty soon. And funny enough, Kevin said, "Damn, I will be too." <laughs> 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 and uh, the whole the whole the whole crowd oh, it, it, it was laughing and booing, and that's
0: pretty Russ, good. Russ
2: was laughing, but it the, the whole night was just you know a really good vibe, and it was uh, a great way to you know send him off and, with his last night of you know really being involved in oklahoma so and it was it was a really cool experience as a fan growing up to be around him and party it up and just kick it
0: that's that's bad yeah it man. was a good time that doesn't that doesn't happen to people very often, and for someone like you, you're probably the biggest thunder fan I know. At least the most vocal. <laughs> I, I I needed he- it, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I'm happy for you. That's yeah. awesome. Well, since we're having a uh, Jack on for this episode, we want to start having more guests on. And uh, we did the hot seat last week. The hot seat is a segment we really think can take off for a while. So we want Jack to be our. We can be known as our first recurring guest and the first ever member of the hot Uh-oh. seat first ever non-host member of the hot seat jack what do you think about well, this? i think
2: i'm ready for it i think hot take hail can do can, can take on the hot seat
0: hot take hail said so he's <laughs> born for the hot seat let's You do heard it. it let's do it all right completely unprepped. one minute we got a list of questions coming at you Are you ready i'm ready Most wins as a rookie. Tyler Haskins, Daniel Jones, or Drew Locke? Haskins. Who's the hotter athlete? Brooks Kepka or Jimmy Garoppolo? Kepka. Early Heisman pick. I got to go Hurts. Worst owner, James Dolan or Robert Sarver. James Zargar. Dolan. Fantasy football number one pick. Zeke Alvin Kamara. Oh, okay. Fantasy football sleeper, sleeper Josh Allen. Wow. Favorite college football <laughs> player of all favorite time. Favorite college football player of all time.
2: Um, Jason White.
0: Who's your World Series pick?
2: Dodgers. I think they finally get it done.
0: What's your favorite Boulevard beer?
2: The um, the Rattler. Oh, you heard it—the rattler. <laughs> the rattler's the favorite pick. Hey, it's funny. I actually, I was, I was at the Royals game today, and it was the first time I ever tried it. So that, that thats funny that you asked that question to, to, in the in the hot seat. There you go. I'm hot seat, the rattler, number one pick. It's, it, dude, it was a great beer. It. I was very happy with it. It was great, the Royals- refreshing for a for a hot summer day. Did the Royals win tonight? Um we left. I didn't even check it was a uh, i I probably watched 10 pitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the tiger it was a. Uh, the, the tigers were kill were killing them and uh we left it 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 the royals came back it was 10-8. I'm pretty sure Tiger the Tigers ended up closing it out and getting the win.
0: Well that's too bad. Yeah dang it. I got
2: to I, I got to catch two of the best teams in baseball today. It was awesome. There <laughs> there you
0: go. It slid down some beers. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, Jack, that was fun. Glad uh, you got to come on and tell that story and uh, hop on the hot seat. So it's good to hear from you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thank you very much for having me again.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, we'll try to have you back on soon. All right, awesome. You have a good one, Peter. Yeah, you too. Have a good night. All right.
1: All right. Now, uh, now let's switch gears a little bit here and let's talk some football. Uh, that's I mean, foosball. Yeah, some some pig skin. That's go, that's gonna be a fixture here on the pod. Um obviously we're still a little bit away. We're not even a preseason football yet, but that's gonna be mm. something that's a fixture here on this podcast. So uh let's talk a us. lot of fantasy, a lot of fantasy. Today though, let's talk some NFL futures. Let's talk uh let's okay. talk MVP picks, talk Super Bowl champs, AFC NFC winners. Um a lot of let's let's yeah ahead and jump right in. So, uh, AFC, NFC,
0: what do you, what do you got here?
1: Okay. I bet we look pretty similar.
0: You know, I, I want you to go first. I'm scared about this. I want you to go first. So, okay. okay,
1: so AFC, um, AFC we're going to have the same team. I think there's, there's no secret there. I like the Chiefs. Um, mm, I think okay. they, they took a huge step in the right direction on defense. I think Mahomes will get better. Um, they kept Tyreek Hill. He's not going to get suspended. They're, they're going to be phenomenal. Um, NFC, no one really jumps out at me, and uh, I'm going to go with a little bit of a dark horse here. A lot of people are kind of starting to give him some love. Um, I think he's second or third favorite to win MVP. Actually, I'm uh, going to go with Mr. Rogers and the Packers in the NFC. I think uh, they have a major bounce back year and uh, get back to title contention and doing what people are used to seeing them do. You like Lafleur winning a Super Bowl in his first year? Um, it's not necessarily that. I think this is gonna wake Aaron Rodgers up and I think he's kind of been under the gun a lot and dealt with a lot of criticism and I think now Aaron
0: Rodgers is pretty woke dude he's everywhere
1: he's gonna be I think he's got to be more motivated now than ever he's taken a ton of flag from the media Um, not a lot of good not necessarily a lot of good things have been said about him recently so a lot of a lot of mixed reviews coming from the locker room and you never really know what to believe but I think I think he's due for a big bounce back year and I think the Packers are due for a little playoff run what okay. do you think? I, I know you're not going to have that in the NFC, but what do no, you
0: No, I like that. I had a feeling um, you were going to take the Packers there. Shout out Brian Hernandez. Um, <laughs> no, in the AFC, I, I like the Chiefs a lot at 4-1. to one. Is that what you have them at? Yeah. Okay. I like the Chiefs there, but my pick is the Indianapolis Colts at 7-1, yeah, yeah. to one, plus 700. I, I love I'm... another year. I just don't like that division. Oh, I think they can get through easily. Uh I I really like Frank Reich, what he did in year one. Luck was coming back from injury. That's only gonna get better. They got a yeah. They got a hell of a captain on their own line and Quentin Nelson. That is he is the <laughs> Pancake most machine. fun player fun non skilled position player in the NFL. <laughs> I have yeah, I I agree with never that. watched an O-lineman like that. Like He draws my attention in every single play. I'm just like, yeah, okay, he, who's this he guy going to hit next? He's hilarious, mic'd up as well. If you yeah. haven't ever looked into that, look up Quentin Nelson, mic'd up. That is the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so NFC, what do you have? Okay, NFC. Oh, uh, on top of the Chiefs. Don't sleep on my boy, Darwin Thompson. Running back out of Utah State, there's no no Kareem Hunt in Kansas City anymore. Damian Williams is going to come back. He's going to make some noise, but don't sleep on Darwin Thompson. Chiefs fans, you heard the name first from me. Remember that. He's going to ball. <laughs> He's going to ball. Okay. In the NFC, oh, man. I was hoping you took the New Orleans Saints – they're also no, I'm not a one. big Saints fan. Okay, so the Saints are my safe pick at 4-1. to one. I think they take a step back this year. Yeah, this is the year of New Orleans. We got Zion Williamson. We got Lonzo Ball, Ingram. Alvin Gentry's got a loaded squad in New Orleans. We've already hit on a couple of those other rookies. It's the year of New Orleans. The Saints are coming back. They're going to win the Super Bowl. No. They're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Drew Brees is ready. We got new pass interference rules in place, so that's not going to oh, bother us. Oh, my him. gosh. No, I love it. Michael Thomas coming back, juiced up. He's paid. I do like Michael Thomas, and I'll get to him in a second. I do like Michael Thomas. Kamara, expect him to do Kamara things. They picked up Latavius. Yeah, okay, I like him too. They picked up Latavius Murray. They lost that, Mark uh, Ingram, though. They lost Mark Ingram. That's okay. They're going to be fine. The Saints are going gonna... to. I think
1: Drew Brees naturally declines a little bit this year. Um, I just I I don't know how much longer his arm can stay NFL level. Um, obviously, it's still good right now, but I think over the next year or two, it, it's really going to deteriorate. And you kind of saw last year there were some throws <laughs> deep downfield that he, he usually true. can get there, and he can't. He can't throw the bombs he used to be able to to the same degree. Um, he doesn't quite mm-hmm. have the same zip on the ball either. Um, i mean and they Sean Payton's so smart though they they can kind of rework that offense to make it, make it work for him but um i don't love the Saints i do like Kamara and Michael Thomas though um one one stat i pulled saw the other day the odds for rushing leader and this kind of just completely shocked me um, Zeke was a pretty heavy favorite he's plus 150 3 to 2 odds so bet bet 10 to 115 um Nick Chubb was 6 to 1 which I don't really understand at all. I mm-hmm. like Chubb a lot. And I think those first weeks with that Kareem Hunt, the first half of the season, I think Chubb will be a monster. But
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I, to lead the league in rushing, I, I don't give him I definitely don't give him a six to one chance, I can tell you that. Um Saquon is plus six fifty, thirteen to two. I like Saquon quite a bit. Um, I would like Saquon if that team wasn't an absolute that's shit That's what I was going to say. I just don't know how many games they're going to be ahead in, and it's hard to get that many carries when you're constantly behind. Um, all-purpose mm-hmm. yards.
0: Now I we're talking. Think,
1: yeah, I think he'd be up there. Another all-purpose guy, Le'Veon. Um, he's, he's fourth. He's plus 1,200, 12-1 um, to 1 odds. I don't think he has any chance just because the Jets are so bad, and mm. I think a lot of his touches are going to be out of the backfield. Um, he'll still get plenty of carries but I, he's not going to lead the league in rushing and then the fifth guy here is Gurley plus 1400 That's 14 it. to 1 odds I like Gurley a lot but I've heard awful things about that knee and I'm going to tell everyone right now I've been a huge Todd Gurley advocate he has won me my last couple seasons of fantasy football in a lot of leagues but stay away from Todd Gurley Humble brag. do do not uh, Hey, shout out to the man uh, two Gurley's one cup he's taking me <laughs> He's taken me to new heights the last few seasons, but that knee injury is not good. And I've heard very bad things. And I've heard there's there's not really anything that can be done to reverse some of the damage. And I've heard a lot of people say they think Todd Gurley's got a few years left and there's nothing anyone can do about it. And it's just a really sad thing. So I have to I have to give that disclaimer to everyone. Stay away from Todd Gurley in fantasy this year. Mm-hmm. Stay away from him in future bets. There's a good chance he's I not going to play the full season. There's a good chance he's going to be in a timeshare just because they're going to want to keep him healthy for the playoffs, especially if this knee is a serious concern. He might only get 10 to 15 carries a game this year just because they don't want to burn him out in the regular season and have him be useless in the playoffs like he was last year. They need him to succeed. Um, But there's a couple other guys that weren't on that list that I think would have a chance. Um, I think Kamara would have a chance more than anything just because Mark Ingram's gone. And Mark Ingram was really the ground and pound guy who Mm -hmm. was getting a lot of the –
0: you, hard kind of between the tackles carries. You think he's got a chance in Baltimore?
1: No, Mark Ingram. Oh no. I think I think Kamara has a much better chance in New Orleans because I think his his carries are going to go up. Latavius Murray is definitely not the quality of bag Mark Ingram is, and so I think Kamara's role will go up quite a bit. I think they're probably going to try and get him to put a little bit of weight on, beefing up a little bit, um running between the tackles a little bit more, and mm-hmm. I like him to have. Mm, over a thousand rushing yards, that probably isn't gonna be enough to get it done. But I think he could get close. I think if if the odds, the full odds come out on this, and he's like forty to one, I think he's worth looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the rushing leaders? What What's your take on that? You think Zeke's kind of a lock?
0: Um, I know Zeke is gonna get the ball fed to him. You know, I'm glad you asked me that because my dark horse NFC champion is my Dallas Ew. Cowboys. Let's go. <sighs> Ten to one, plus one thousand. You look at the rest of the They're NFC. Go eight and eight. You look at the rest of the NFC. Who's going to make any noise? The Rams are taking a step back. The Vikings have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. Philadelphia is the only other team who I think has a realistic shot outside of New Orleans, Chicago, and Dallas. I don't see it from anyone else, unless the Panthers finally bounce back and can You don't think MVP the Packers season. have a chance? Okay, I I do like the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers, but I don't I don't think Matt LaFleur, LaFleur, sorry, is going to get him all the way to the Super Bowl again. I mean, there's I'm already Sorry,
1: but every time I hear that name Matt LaFleur, I just think uh, I think of Lost. What was uh what was Sawyer's name in there in Lost? Did you lo- you watched Lost, right? No.
0: Oh. I know there's Jack
1: LaFleur. Jack all right, LaFleur. Lock. People, people who watch walls, they'll they'll get the Lafleur reference. Uh, keep going, keep going.
0: Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. I I really like Dallas as a sleeper to win the NFC. Don't pick him to win the Super Bowl unless you're an idiot. But NFC, I'll, I'll take you to the bank. Um, betting against Dallas anytime you want. I'll tell you that. Well, Dak is eager to prove that he's worth. $30 million a year. Amari Cooper is going to come Dad's back. Dak's eager
1: to prove he's an average NFL quarterback who's okay. massively overpaid. That's, uh, that's, that's, another,
0: that's another topic for another time. Amari uh, Cooper, a whole offseason, uh, learning the offense, getting accustomed to that. Maybe you can get a whole half season of him being healthy, but we'll, we'll see on that. Amari?
1: Yeah. When was the last time he played 16 games? Like four years ago was rookie year? Oh, God,
0: I don't know. Don't make me Dude, look at it Dude, he's banged up every year. He's yeah, had a lot he of concussions. Yeah, he is. I, I wouldn't bank on him being in the lineup every game. Well, regardless, I like the Randall Cobb pickup from the Packers. That's another weapon that Rodgers doesn't have. And don't give me some two-minute spiel about how he's declining. I don't need it.
1: He's, what? How many games has he played the last three seasons? Like 15 total? It doesn't matter, dude. He's. he's it doesn't gonna, matter if he's <laughs> not on the field. What's he going to do? I mean, the reason the Packers got rid of him is because he can't stay
0: healthy. No, he'll be there. He's going to make some plays. <laughs> All right, Michael, man. Michael All Gallup, right. he's going to develop into a greater deep threat next season. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley uh, why, oh, he's gone, he's isn't he? He's gone, man. He's in Tennessee? No, Buffalo. He's going to go Buffalo. rap in Buffalo now. I'm
1: in Tennessee. If wow.
0: you didn't know it, Cole Beasley has a rap album on Apple Music, Spotify. I've seen a video before, and he's actually not that bad.
1: Yeah. Um, I was afraid it was going to be very cringeworthy, but yeah. it was actually pretty
0: cool. Another little Elm guy like R.J. Hampton, that kid. Um, I didn't know that either. Yeah. No, I just I just like what the Cowboys have been doing. You know, they drafted another O-lineman. They always have depth there. That's going to look really nice for Zeke's uh, Russian leader outlook. I just like what they're doing. I think they're going to come ready to play next year. Vander Esch coming off of a hell of a rookie season. Yeah, y'all finally don't have the excuse anymore of, oh, well, Sean Lee's hurt. Of course
1: we're going to go eight and eight. Yeah. So, Tired of hearing that bullshit. Oh, man.
0: Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, two of the best young linebackers in the game. I'm really excited about the Cowboys this year. Don't overlook them as a value pick to win the NFC. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying.
1: All right, man. Um, I could, I could argue, I could argue with you all night on that. So let's just let's move on from that. Um, you got any MVP picks you like? Uh
0: yeah, I got. I actually, got a couple. I like. I got a favorite, and I got a couple long shots.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got two favorites I like and four long shots. So you go first. Okay,
0: yeah. uh, I'm gonna steal one of your long shots, but starting with the favorites. Patrick Mahomes, can't go wrong. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I can't tell you how often in history an MVP has repeated in the NFL. I know it's not as common as the NBA, but if anyone's going to do it, it's Patrick Mahomes. This guy is the most talented player the NFL has seen in many, many years. I mean, every single game he's making some crazy highlight. He's going to get probably 40 touchdown passes again easily. What do you think? You like Mahomes there as a favorite? Um yeah, I mean I don't I don't really I would say
1: stay away from this just because I think Mahomes is the obvious pick. And you think wait a few
0: wait a few weeks into the season get him a better odds?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's worth it at 4 to 1 right now
0: uh-huh. just because that's there's so many other players.
1: Um I I don't think there's that many that realistically could win it, but I think yeah, I, I I feel like 40 to 50% sure he'd win it, but I just don't think 4 to 1's enough for me to go throw throw money on it. Maybe if maybe if he dipped down to like 6 to 1 or 7 to 1, I'd say yeah, go go throw a chunk of change on that. But uh-huh. 4 to 1, you're just not you're not maximizing your profits too great there. Um depends on how good you feel about it. I mean, if you think he's damn near a lock if he stays healthy, go for it. But yeah, I I just I'd stay away from MVP. Um uh-huh. I like Rodgers at 8 to 1 also. Oh, but, I saw a nine to one on Rogers. I didn't see okay. that. Okay. We must've looked different places. Um, I should have checked while I was in Vegas, I guess. Um, yeah, I I like Rogers also, but health's kind of a question mark there. And I think it, it's going to depend on how far the Packers go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think Mahomes and Rogers for both them to win, they need to be, you know, top, top of the AFC and top of the NFC. Um, Zeke at sixty to one is a long shot. I had. Wow. I think, I think if he's gonna, and I don't know, you know, I I'm not sure. I think I got this from the Action Network actually, so pretty reliable. But um, sixty to one. I mean, if he's if he's that big of a favorite to lead the league in rushing, I don't see why they're gonna have him at sixty to one MVP. Because you know, if he rushes for one thousand five hundred yards,
0: and when the Cowboys um, win the NFC,
1: yeah, that's not gonna happen. But if somehow that were to happen, and you know, he were to rush for. Damn near two thousand yards, or have you know two thousand all-purpose yards, something like that. Um, I think he has to be in the MVP conversation. Um, another guy, complete long shot, Kamara at eighty to one. Kamara and Saquon at eighty to one. I think they're both guys that could have close to two thousand all-purpose yards, rushing and receiving. And um, I think it kind of depends on their team success. If the Giants are able to go like nine and seven or ten and six by some miracle, and maybe make the playoffs. And Saquon's just carrying them. I think he has to be at the top of the MVP conversation. Um, worth a look at eighty to one, mm-hmm. and then Kamara. I think his role is going to go up, and I, I think he's going to have a monstrous season to the point where you have to at least consider him at eighty to one. I mean, he's he's one of the most effective players in the league, and everyone knows that. And his role could have just gotten exponentially bigger. I don't, know. I don't know how much of a role Sean Payton is playing for Latavius Murray. I don't know if maybe they're going to try and keep Kamara from running between the tackles too much to keep him healthy, not let him get banged up. I know he's had at least a concussion or two. Um, and then the last long shot I have, you know, another Saints guy, Michael Thomas at 100-1. to Wow. I feel like he could just have a crazy good season, and you never know. Throw $10 on it and go win a
0: grand. You never know. I think, uh, you know, that would be awesome. I just think that Breeze – would be more likely to win if Thomas. Yeah, a wide probably not gonna win yeah. M V P in today's day and age of football. But you never know, man. I mean, if Michael
1: Thomas just has a completely historical season, um, you know, does what he usually does, leads the league in a catch completion and, you know, has some of the fewest drops in the league, I think
0: uh-huh.
1: I think he's got a very good chance to maybe maybe throw his name in the conversation at some point if if the Saints are you know fourteen and two or something like that mm-hmm. some crazy season set some set a bunch of records um you know I, I think it's gonna take obviously a record breaking season where he sets all kinds of records at receiver for the Saints and maybe even breaks some n f l records but yeah, hey wouldn't put it past him. that
0: guy's an animal uh-huh um well i'll I'll go through a couple more I thought were pretty interesting, and then we all can right. uh move on to the hot minute. what do you think sounds
1: good yeah, sounds good to me
0: okay um Baker Mayfield eleven to one what do you think about that?
1: I think if it were 25 to one I would feel a lot better. Um, yeah I think they're going to be really good, but I just I look at him next to Mahomes and Rogers and I think Mahomes and Rogers have just as good, if not better teams around them, so they're probably going to finish with higher records and I think they both just have a little bit better arms. They're going to have better seasons. I think Baker's two to three years away from being MVP conversation, but I think he's going to have a really darn good year. Mahomes did it in
0: his first full year starting. I. But Mahomes isn't uh, – Baker Baker isn't the arm talent Mahomes is. I. He's pre, I mean, okay, I'm not going to say he's like right behind him, but I think he's one of the more talented guys when it comes to – Deep balls, you know, overall accuracy. Any can, I think, any can make plays. He's he's better than the average quarterback in the
1: NFL, but I think he's still a couple years away from being there. I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's naturally gifted with as much as some of these guys like Mahomes are. Um, obviously he's, not. He's a smaller guy who obviously has had to work. You know, a blue collar guy works for you know work to be where he's at now. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't he wasn't born six two with a cannon and can just go outside and. Chuck a ball ninety yards
0: uh-huh.
1: easily. Um, yeah, I, I just think I give Mahomes the edge there. I think that team is going to be more successful, and that offense is just going to put up. I mean, there's you just can't tell me Baker's going to throw for more yards or have more touchdowns than Mahomes or Rogers. Mm-hmm. I can't.
0: I can't confidently think that. Okay. Well. I like the cat or the Browns team a lot better than the Packers. I do too. As a whole, as a roster, you know they were my uh, my backup AFC pick. Oh yeah, yep. Huh. I think they have a chance. Okay. Well, the last guy, big time long shot, Deshaun Watson, thirty three to one. What do you think? I love Deshaun Watson. I know um, you do.
1: I thought his season last year would be a little bit better. Um, man. Uh, I like him to have a really good year. I just don't know. I don't. Am I, I, don't know if am he's I ever still too be, high on him? I don't know because I was right there with you. I thought he was, you know, his first season, I thought he could have won MVP. And last season, he was one of the guys that I'd picked thinking would be up there in the conversation. And yeah, he just didn't. 26 that, that touchdowns and nine picks. That's pretty good. But didn't Mahomes have like 48 touchdowns or something like
0: that? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's just yeah. what I'm saying.
1: That's that's it's, it's just the day and age we're in, and I just compare him uh-huh. and the system they run compared to Mahomes and Rodgers and the systems they run. That's true. And I just don't think that he'll be able to pick up the yards and touchdowns to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. If Houston, if Houston makes some big steps on offense and can stay healthy, mm-hmm. maybe so. But I just I don't think their offense is there quite with some of those other teams.
0: Uh-huh. And then if they win, Big Cat will cut off his pinky. <laughs> um, no, I just – I love Deshaun. I just want to throw that one out there. I, yeah, I love him too. He's he's a winner. You know, he won a title at Clemson. He won the Heisman. Michael Jordan, baby. Michael Jordan. I love quarterbacks that win football games, dude. You know, it's Baker. crazy how that works. Baker was in the same mold as Deshaun, the rifle number one pick. I think the same thing's going to happen with so. Kyler. So we can put it out
1: there. You're saying you're not a Mitch Trubisky fan. I'm hearing that correct. You, you don't like Mitch Trubisky. Don't respect
0: him because he didn't win in North Carolina. That's what you said, right? Okay. You're not going to win shit at North Carolina anyway. I like <laughs> I like <laughs> Mitch. Know. I'm, I like Mitch a lot, but the number of balls I saw fly like five feet over people's heads last year just – it scares me about Mitch going long. Like he's a he's long-term. the most popular.
1: Speaking of MVP picks, he's the most popular MVP pick in uh, Vegas right now. I think he's I think he's like twelve to one or somewhere in there. Last I saw, I don't like understand. ballpark that range. Um, I don't. I, I would never that. put money on him. Yeah, I, I I don't know how I feel about the Bears next year. I'd take Khalil um, Mack
0: MVP before Trubisky. I think I would
1: too. Honestly, uh, I, I'm not I'm not really sold on the Bears. Um, One team that I think people are way too low on, um, I saw Vegas. You know, I was just looking at the over-under they had for a lot of the NFL teams there, and the Cardinals were at five games. And I'd be willing to bet quite a bit of money that the Cardinals win six football games next year. I think David Johnson, Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald aren't going to let that offense be bad enough to lose 13 football games. Yeah, so if you're looking for an NFL future bet, definitely go ahead and uh, check out the over on the total regular season wins next season for uh, Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Excuse me, because Kyler Murray, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, they'll, they'll be all right. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury in there too. Very true. That offense is going to look rejuvenated a whole lot better than last season.
0: All right. So there you have it. There's our NFL future picks as of today, July 14th. And it is time for the Hot Minute. You ready, Jackson? Oh, man, I hope so. Okay. Here we go. Right after this. All right. 60 seconds starting now. Here we go, Jackson. All right. Who's your number one pick in fantasy next season?
1: Talked about him earlier. Alvin Kamara. Huge year without Mark Ingram there.
0: Wow. Okay. Tyler Skaggs. No, no.
1: Um, feel good story. Um, gotta love it. Shout out to the angels. Shout out to the organization. That's been an incredible story. Gotta love it.
0: World series pick.
1: New York Yankees, baby. Hammer the Yankees. Marcus Morris. Uh, completely bonehead move. Turning down 41 million from the Clippers. Don't get it at all. All right, Peter. Ready? Here we
0: go. Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard. Wearing number 23 at Real Madrid. He likes greatness just like MJ and LeBron. Antoine Griezmann. Just signed with Barcelona. Going to be a hell of an attacking crew with Messi, Neymar. I mean, not Neymar, Suarez, Griezmann, Coutinho. I (laughs) like that a lot. Odell Beckham. He doesn't have pink hair. He shaved off the blonde, too. I'm an idiot. I said that last week. It's gone.
1: Uh, Summer League champ prediction.
0: Uh, Grizzlies winning tomorrow, led by Brandon Clark. Madden 99 club. 99. Hopkins, Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and Khalil Mack. Those are your number 99 overall players on Madden next year. No Pat Mahomes. No Mahomes. What? Yeah. What? I know you would have Are thought.
1: You? Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, guys. Well, there you have it. That's our show. Thank you for listening.
1: Promise, I'll be better next time, guys.
0: Uh, not really, not really in peak form right now. Rough weekend, but uh, give me a break. Yeah, let him uh, hit that steam room, do a little detox, and we'll be back. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back better later this week. Don't worry. All right, guys, thanks for listening. See you guys next time.